Hey, it's Kay. There's no mid-roll for this episode, but I figured now is as good a time as any to tell you that we have a couple of people joining the Callus Casters family. One of them you may have heard in our called shot, Rage Against the Crystal. Tyler, who does a lot of the awesome music you hear in the background of our episodes, and Becca, who has been on multiple TTRPG livestreams and who I've had the pleasure of playing D&D with for a while. They are going to be joining us on cult shots and other things and are going to be helping with some extra stuff that is going to be coming up soon. They're talented players and super helpful with all they do, so we're excited to have them on the team. And who knows, maybe they'll join the main feed in a different campaign or something. Keep listening in the next few weeks for more information on what Tyler and Becca will be involved in and new content that will be coming out with soon. And as always, thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Callus Casters Called Shots, our monthly one shot where we play whatever system and whatever theme and whatever we want. Today, we're joined by two very exciting people. We're joined by Tyler, who you uh, heard last month. Hi, Tyler. Good. Thanks for coming. And we're also joined by Becca, who you have not heard yet, but you might hear more in the future. I don't know. Maybe. Hi. <laughs> Today, we're playing Mothership. So we're going to go ahead and like introduce ourselves and our characters. And then I'll give it over to Kyle, who is our GM today. My name is Kay, and I'm playing Ferris Williams, a retired geneticist who got into some trouble with debt because they have a gambling addiction and is just here to repay a debt and is not very happy to be here. Um, Becca, go ahead. Introduce your character. Cool. Uh, so I'm Becca. I am playing Stella Hatch, a psychologist who is fascinated by being on a spaceship so that's why she is here tyler go ahead i'm playing watson an android who was programmed to have an odd understanding of puns in hopes to make boost the morale of the it's not gonna work and chris <laughs> go ahead hi <laughs> i'm chris and i'm playing duke duchess the danger-loving ex-military marine who just is always chasing danger trying to get that adrenaline high and last but not least our amazing gm for the day kyle hi i'm uh i am uh here again and today i am the warden so guys let's have some fun and hopefully not all die too quickly or this recording will be all for naught let's get right into this you all have found yourself tasked with a rather simple job of heading planetside off of the space station to reestablish a connection with Outpost 36. Outpost 36 is one of the newer attempts to colonize a newly discovered planet. Um, it's been under... It's been under construction, or like at least the colonies on the planet have been under construction for the last few months, and they're just kind of getting to the point where we're getting ready to move people down. They're still doing a little bit of uh, 
research to figure out if the water's safe, the air quality, maybe possible diseases. And so Outpost 36 has uh, been specializing a lot in trying to find any local sicknesses and any dangerous wildlife. And so with that, you all have been briefed upon your mission which is to go down and reestablish contact. If the outpost has fallen, you are tasked with finding any, any research hard drives that would be still kind of like remaining in the lab and then bringing those back and scuttling and scuttling the whole outpost or just reestablishing the connection and everything will be all good. So after kind of like your normal briefing, things like that, that you are all kind of used to going through. You are all loaded on a dropship and make your way into low orbit before a few moments later dropping down and cutting through the clouds over this planet. And as you do, this planet's trees are like this very like lush, kind of vibrant rainforest-esque looking foliage where these trees instead of being this vibrant green are more of this neon purple kind of lavender and their large mushroom stalks some of them even growing beyond the point of these treetops before your ship descends down and drops you at a clearing and the pilot says uh hey y'all so this is about as close as i can get reasonably within my contract but i mean if you guys want you can head on over and you guys can tackle that man i mean do what you gotta do i'll be chilling here i'll just be reading my my little uh my little stories here and he holds up a little book that just says the passion that burns like fire and he says you guys have yourself a lovely job i'm gonna go see a fabian can finally win over his love Maria from the lowly little stable head. You know, do what you gotta do, y'all. As we get dropped off, I just kind of take a drag from my cigar as I watch the ship leave. I'm just gonna flick my cigar into the grass and just... What a moron. Hope he dies a quick death. Hey, man, I don't want to be that guy, but... You know, we all got radios on, and that kind of hurt my feelings, but it's cool. I'll see you later, man. <laughs> Did I stutter? And then I mute my <laughs> comm link. Ferris is smoking a cigarette, like, obnoxiously, you know, been smoking around everybody in a closed space, that kind of thing. They have their hazmat suit on um, because they're a xenobiologist. They know what's up. Things happen sometimes. So... They're like holding their helmet, just shake their head, kind of giving a disapproving look to Duke. What are you shaking your head at? Plastic head? What are you going to do once that suit's just filled with your piss? Going to drown yourself to death? Get over yourself. One can only hope. It's better than being around this shithole. Hey, I amen to that. Della is just going to side-eye the both of them. And <laughs> it's like, ugh. Um, but she's totally fascinated by this exchange. Uh, but yeah, she's just, just going to throw a hard side-eye, mostly at Duke, but yeah. 
I'm making my way towards the the gathering, holding a coffee cup, kind of feigning humanity, just to make everybody feel a little comfortable. So every time I'm holding it up to my mouth, I mimic a slurping sound as if I'm drinking coffee, but it's really just an empty mug. It's empty? Oh yeah, it's empty. I'm going to walk over to you and smack the mug out of your hand and say... Okay, metal tits, what are you doing? What the fuck? Don't even have the decency to bring some coffee with you? I don't know if you understand how androids work, but I cannot ingest human food or drink. I do this to make you all feel a little bit more comfortable with my incredibly terrifying presence. It's not working. Do I look scared to you? Scanning. Scanning. No. Good. So I'm going to walk over. And kind of, I don't know, glare, glare a little bit at Duke and go, you know, you could, you could be a lot nicer. And I'm going to kind of like hook my arm through our Android friend here and just kind of like keep walking. Uh, well, you guys best be lucky that I don't need to reload my gun because I don't think you guys are going to live that long if I need to. Can we, can we stop this bullshit? None of us want to talk to each other. Can we just get in and get out? Look, the plastic man has a good idea. That whole interaction was uh, not what I expected. Love where this is going already. (laughs) As this interaction comes to a quiet and awkward end, you all begin making your way due west for a good 20, 30 minute walk before the bushwhacking ends and you guys make your way into another clearing before you you see a rather well constructed like a rather well constructed outpost the fences are up standing high they seem to be like barbed wire with like the electrical cords going around it and then there's like within is like a very large hub building with like a little antechamber up in the front and you see that the gates are just kind of open. And you don't really see anyone there, which is kind of unusual, especially considering, you know, the amount that's still unknown about the planet, including some of the wildlife. Can I make use of my bio scanner? Yes, you can. And kind of check for signs of life. It, uh, it scans... For 100 meters in all directions, without being blocked by most known metals, uh, I can tell the location, but not what it is. Okay, yeah. So I hold, or pull this little, like, beacon out of my bag, and I hold it up, and it does, like, a light. So, as it does, you see a couple of things. So through the antechamber and into this first area, you don't really see much. Uh, There's no signs of life, actually. And then beyond that, you see what appears to be like a good 10, 10 signatures of possible life, like on ground floor. It's below where you see a very large grouping probably close to like probably up in the thousands 
down below in the underground part of the facility where it seems there's the most concentration. Did we know how many people were originally at this outpost? Uh, yeah, this is some knowledge you guys would know. Uh, there is at least a good 36 people that should have been manning the outpost, just staff-wise, and then there was another 18 that were supposed to be on the security force. I'm guessing not a single one in sight? No, none of them are present, from what you can see. There's... Outside's very desolate. Well, this is most alarming. Is, is everybody able to see this, like, bioscan? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. It kind of just, like, pulses out. I'm just kind of pointing at the various groupings. None of this seems natural, as as they say. Like, being a xenobiologist, you know, kind of knowing about alien life and stuff do i know of any animals or creatures that are on this planet that could be something like that let's roll a check for that i believe it would be intellect intellect plus your xenobiology skill nope i failed i got an 83 this uh this research may just have been like a little bit above your pay grade you know nothing to uh Nothing too familiar to you. Well, uh, if you guys keep a watch out for any type of, I don't know, you see any dead creatures or anything, let me know. I'll, I'll check them out. I'll see what, uh, what's going on with them. Um, are we hearing any, like, noises or is it eerily quiet? From where you guys are, like, outside the gate? Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing's, nothing's registering. So is it, like, eerie quiet? Like, there should definitely be something we're hearing, but... Yeah, like all like everything around you, it is almost dead silent, and which is kind of strange, especially thinking being in a jungle environment. This area is quiet. So I'll look at the rest of the group and go, "Shall we?" And then look at Duke and indicate that Duke should go first. I just kind of you know give her a little nod. I reach into my back pocket and I grab a match and I strike it, pull out another cigar, light it, put it in the side of my lip, and I flick the uh, the match into the grass. Check my gun, check my clip, safety off, and I just start walking in without saying anything to the rest of the group. All right. Duke, as you make your way to the first door to the antechamber, it opens. There's still power to the facility. Everything's kind of, uh, everything's pretty standard. So when you come through to the antechamber, it opens up first door and you step into a room. It's one of those ones that has like, you know, in movies when they have like the little like spray, you know, uh, it's a decon room. And so as you all make your way in, it begins the decontamination process. A few seconds go by, you are all sprayed down with a basically pathogen-killing chemical that is not dangerous to humans. Don't worry, you guys are safe. Before the second door opens up, and as the door opens up, you are in a now larger room. This seems to be like the initial kind of like 
staging area for leaving. There's various hazmat suits hanging up on different racks and there's like lockers. Some of them are open where inside you can see like personal belongings. Like some people have family photos, uh, their boots, you know, wallets, things like that. And then off to the left, you see another, you see another door. It's just labeled security one. And then directly in front of you, there is another door that is leading deeper. I want to stop by the security door first and take a peek inside. As you make your way over to the security door, there is like a viewpoint, like there's a viewport on the door, but it's got like the little wire cross mesh and uh, it is code locked. But seeing through it, you can see there's a few there's a few weapons. It seems like this is more or less like the uh, security team. You're going out with our scientists. You're going out with the eggheads. So inside, you do see a few weapons. You do see a flamethrower. There is a combat shotgun. And there's also a couple of foam guns, which you'd be familiar with. Foam guns? In your time, non-lethal hasn't been your thing. So you've always kind of been like, yeah. Who needs a foam gun? But it's more or less for capture purposes. Like, you can spray things down gotcha. and it'll cause, like, an adhesive bond. I'm going to see if I can break in because I want that shotgun. SMGs are good, but if I can pack a better punch out of close range, that'd be even better. How, uh, how are you trying to do this? I'll probably try to see if I can kick in the mesh door, and if it doesn't work, I'm going to... I'm going to pull out one of my frag grenades and I'm just going to lay it on next to the door and pull the pin. Excuse me, Mr. Muscle. I can also hack the door if need be. Be my guest. Watson, give me a hacking check. I also would like to use one of my lock picks for it because I have a lock picking kit which acts as like a hacking tool. Okay, cool. You'll have advantage. Well, the lockpick gives a plus 10 to the in- intellect checks made for hacking. For sure. But also take advantage. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You're right. You're right. Both both successes. I got a 15 and an 18. Perfect. As Watson strides forward past Mr. Muscle, it's a very kind of quick process how like how does it look when you're hacking i take what would be like you know my ring finger and jam it into the console Mm. and it you know light sound of gears whirring and maybe even some laser cutting like cutting the wires in the console itself okay uh after a few moments the door pops open with a little click click and when the door opens, you are now free to check out Security One. I walk past uh, Watson, and I kind of give him a pat on his shoulder, and it kind of goes ding, ding, because I have, I have a ring on my hand. Uh, it was a football ring, one state, but not a big deal. I walk into the security room, and I pick up the shotgun, and I pick up one of the foam guns, and I toss the foam gun to Watson. Here you go, Asimov. That's all you're going to need, right? This looks just perfect. Thank you. 
Don't mention it. For the love of God, do not mention it. I don't think I'll ever get used to to the way you talk, man. You I know I know androids are always weird. You're it's just so unnatural. Man. I just try to make it a pleasant experience for everyone. <sighs> okay. I think at that point, um, Ferris like locks eyes with Duke, like a uh, Jesus Christ. Are we really with these two? Like, <laughs> well, thank you, Watson. I appreciate it. I'm just gonna glare at the other two. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be listening for for things. Um, but I'm also completely fascinated by the setup at the same time. Taking a very close look around the room is does it look like there's anything out of out of place? Aside from aside from the utter lack of personnel, no, this room seems pretty normal. Everything seems kinda cool. So for the lack of personnel, do we get the eerie feeling that this room is too perfect? Like, shouldn't like, do we feel like it should be more roughed up since like everybody's yeah, gone? Yeah, like it's 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 to a point where it's like, okay, if everybody left in a hurry, why would there be so many suits left? Why would there still be the amount of weapons there are here? Like, something isn't really adding up. Like their wallets are still there, like all of that. Yeah, stuff. like all 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 the little stuff. It's like those little things. They're kind of alarm bells yeah so um as a psychologist i will be analyzing that um but also i will be pointing these things out to the rest of the group of like you know for how quiet it is and how many people that aren't here there's a lot of stuff like that you would take with you left yeah are are there are there any cameras like in this in the facility are there any cameras oh uh, yeah throughout the throughout the facility you do see uh regularly placed cameras they're you know in areas you would need them like towards the security door and there's you know there were some in the antechamber it's on the outside perimeter of the complex there's plenty there's like plenty of uh surveillance all around we're in the security office right now right this is a security substation this is more or less like grab armor up before you leave we should probably try to head to like their main security area, see if there are any if we can get any I don't know, footage of what happened here, of why everyone left or whatever happened. So R2D2 action here. Is there does there look like there's a hub where someone could plug into? If anybody has computers, you could totally check. I have computers. I got a 75. Cool, cool. Uh, scanning around the room, literally, you can find a little access panel kind of below one of the cameras. And removing the access panel, you can actually find like a way where you can splice into the camera system just to kind of get like a general idea of what's going on. If we, if we were to establish a connection 
uh, into the camera system, does that go towards, like, Duke being able to watch the body cam? Like, he can see what I see when I splice in. Are you're looking? Are you are you, are you looking for archive footage? Or are you looking for like current feed? Maybe a little bit of both. Then a little bit of yeah. Why not? Because we would have known like the time that the station lost contact, right? Yeah, it's it's been down, it's been down for the last twenty four hours. So whatever happened happened in a very short time span. They just needed to run the proper like you know proper paperwork proper uh you know everything to get the mission set up to be able to go you know is that a another computer check to splice it? yeah that is uh that's a 95 i failed <laughs> you're getting some kickback from the system firewalls it's not it's not being nice to watson you're getting a lot of error messages i don't know who was googling what but uh this system little shot right now a lot of trojan horse programs <laughs> perhaps if we um go to the main room we'll be able to have better luck i don't know i am sorry for my failure no need to apologize watson glares over at duke <laughs> yeah let's just get get down anybody have like schematics of this place or anything did they give us schematics of the place? <laughs> Did they give you schematics of the place? From my understanding, they would have given you basic basic understanding. It would have been like the top level. The top level, the lower parts, they're kind of a little bit more hush-hush about. You know? So you know that uh, the first floor consists of the antechamber, the locker room, the security floor, there's the main room, and then there's uh, uh, there's like a first level lab. It'll be fine. You can only walk so far in one direction before it's an issue. I will indicate to Duke to lead the way. As Duke leads the way once again, you make your way up to the next door. It's one of those kind of like sci-fi where like. Type deals. And as you step up, the light goes green. You hear as it starts to... Doot, but it stops. Almost as if it's stuck. Is there any space? Like, did it open a little bit at all? You got, like, a good half inch. I'll go up and, like, look inside. Maybe not put my face right up against it, but, you know, like, try to peer inside a little bit. Peering inside, everything else you've noticed about the facility, everything's been running normally. Everything's been powered. Like, everything's been powered. Nothing seemed kind of out of whack. But as you peer through this portion, you notice that the upper half of the door has almost this golden what looks almost to be like honeycomb oh hell no hell no i i'm putting my helmet on of the hazmat suit i'm like all right i'd say be on high alert 
Mr. Armor Boy here can can probably say the same thing. There was probably something where some kind of containment issue or something of a creature. Uh, we might be dealing with something that is not so friendly. I'm not okay with this, but we're here. Peering below the honeycomb, you can see the next room, and through it, it is almost pitch black. Uh. And quietly through the room, you can hear a low humming. Does it sound mechanical or like no, it, organic? It definitely sounds organic. I'm going to take my baton out um, and basically just be like, hey, uh, what a what a dude call you? Metal tits? You want to you want to try to open up this door? Sure thing. I have a crowbar. Should be able to pry it with ease. I got an eight. Metal tits makes their way up to the front of the group almost like c3pos just like boop 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 steps up slams the crowbar through right through the honeycomb too and is able to just and the honeycomb breaks and the door slides open as the door breaks wide open you get this sickening almost smell of rot comes along with this really like sweet sugary scent just like assaulting your nostril for those of you that can smell it's putrid but also like has notes where it's like hmm it smells nice it smells like honeysuckle before it smells like corpses (laughs) like is the best way to put it so honeysuckle and then a corpse flower yeah yeah basically yeah those there's a there's a bee i know this in knowledge but i'm saying this in character there's a type of bee that uh makes honey out of dead things they're pretty vicious too so i i'd watch out like killer bee vicious yeah yeah you said the the room was pitch black right yeah it is dark Part of my loadout was infrared goggles, but being an android, I'm going to flavor that as, like, integrated infrared. Okay. So, like, there's a little switch on the side of my head, and I want to do almost like the the little viewfinder. Yeah, I'll throw my infrareds on, too. Uh, Anybody else? Flashlights? Anything like that? Yeah, I have a flashlight I'll use. I got nothing. We can say the combat shotgun totally had a flashlight on it. Like, that's reasonable, right? Okay. So I'm just holding up the shotgun with the little flashlight at the end. And I'm just, you know, I'm not holding it necessarily at, like, shoulder head height, but it's kind of down by my side, lighting up the floor in front of me. For those of you with infrared goggles, you see a few heat signatures uh you see about five in this next room and for those of you painting the room with flashlights you can see some of the missing crew some of the some of the missing personnel they're here they are kind of like a lot of them like are laying down um almost like 
they appear to be sleeping and they're moving their bodies they look like they're sick almost they're kind of shivering as they lay down across like a various like a few of the uh tables in the room they're kind of like they're uh they're shivering you can hear like a little bit of muttering from each of them as they're kind of dispersed across the tables um as a linguist also does do i understand any of the muttering or is it just like a lot of it like you can make out every like so like every few words and they're it's more or less kind of like uh normal things you'd hear from somebody while they're like uh dreaming things like that you know Mm. And do there are there heat signatures running hot or cold or? They are running very hot, very but hot. the temperature seems to be like fluctuating throughout their body. Like the heat will, the heat will be here, and then the heat will move like chest level. It kind of like moves almost like a like a wave. If I were to look up, do I see anything with my infrareds? Looking up. You can see a lot of heat signature that doesn't seem to be like any moving creatures or anything like that, but is a very warm, fresh, dripping honey coming from the ceiling out of various pockets of honeycomb. Um, so I'm going to look at everybody else and just point up. Uh... All right. I... Okay. Fuck, why am I here? <laughs> if I remember correctly, you're here because you are too far in debt. Listen, you robotic fuck. You know what? Fine, whatever. We're all gonna die here. Let's just go forward, I guess. Aww. Is little baby gonna shit his pants so that he can make some money? I'm gonna kind of shrug my shoulders and be like, oh, well, you can deserve that payback. <laughs> but, like, not say it out loud, but, like, give a look of <laughs> you kind of set yourself up for that one. <laughs> As your guys' eyes kind of like paint around the room, you can see in front of you there is a what appears to be lab one. You can see like the viewport through it, and uh, you can see like the view window inside that room through that window you all can see that that room is now almost entirely engulfed in this same like level of honeycomb. And then to your right, you can see what appears to be almost like a second antechamber that says lower levels. Uh, do I still hear the buzzing noise? Yeah, the hum is ever-present in this room. And it's loud coming from that other lab. Hey, you want to throw a grenade into that lab? Might kill a couple of whatever is doing this. But what if there's crew members in there? Nah, they're all dead. I'm telling you, these guys here, the guys on the floor, we're not we're not reviving them. They're all dead. So with the infrareds, can we detect like I know there's honeycomb everywhere, but can we detect like a person's size heat signature? Or is it just too crowded? Between the honeycomb, like between the massive amounts of honeycomb, are throughout the room, the only like person-sized heat signatures you're 
easily picking up are going to be the ones that are going to be around the room. Uh, you can kind of make out like human-esque shapes in the lab, deep buried within this honeycomb. Did anybody grab the flamethrower from the security room? Uh, I did not. I didn't. <laughs> I will indicate to military man. Go army boy, go. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Uh, I keep on moving forward and I pull out one of my frag grenades and I just kind of twirl it around my finger by the pen. And I'm just kind of walking forward. I am not very... I'm not showing that I am paying much attention or care to whatever it is they're seeing. You know, I only have an intelligence of 26, so I don't know what's going on. But hopefully something starts moving that I can shoot at. Maybe. Uh, making your way over to the lab, uh, you do see, like, the big window that's, like, partially covered with honeycomb. You see the inside of the lab just completely walls caked in this thick like just dense amount of this gnarly construction of these creatures and when you get over to the door you see that the door was almost stopped mid-closing by the production of this so there is a perfect slot for you to throw a grenade in just like in high school. And I'm just going to kind of cock my arm back and throw the grenade through the door. All right. I'm not really going to have you roll damage because it's not like you're doing anything to any... Uh, it's not like you're really fighting anything. So as the grenade flies through, it makes a wet, sickening slap as it hits just a massive pool of honey before a couple seconds go by. And you all see as a big ball of fire erupts out of the viewport window. And as the flames come out and begin like licking up on the ceiling, you see as the bodies that were laying amongst the room start to begin to shudder. And they all begin to sit up. Could I have all of you? I need y'all to roll a fear check. Yeah, no. I guess because it's at disadvantage, I fail. Yeah, I failed as well. I passed. That's a failure. As the flames lick up across the ceiling and these bodies begin to, like, sh shudder, uh, those of you with infrared, as you're kind of, like, averting your eyes from the flames, you can see that the mass of warmth begins making its way up into the neck of these people as they all kind of, like, begin to stand up in, like, a very uh, unnatural movement, the bodies begin turning and, like, looking at you, and all of them in unison begin screaming, why, 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 before they begin bleeding from the mouth, from the eyes, and those of you with infrared, you can see as there's just, like, a violent spinning going on inside of their head, before their eyes eventually pop out, their mouths break open a gate, and a swarm 
of bees begins like flying out of each one of them as the bodies begin to shudder and convulse this large swarm of bees coalesces uh, up at the ceiling and since three of you failed you will not be able to take actions on the first round if we fail that increases our stress right uh yeah each of you mark one stress if all of you could make a speed check to determine who goes first uh what'd you guys get i got an 80 66 i got a 78 i got a 73 all right though for those of you that failed the fear save this first round doesn't matter to you because you do not get to act the swarm is beginning to circle around above this like circle around above you almost in like a like serpentine motion as it kind of like it seems that all the pieces are working in unison and i think because they were the one to blow it up the swarm is going to fly down at duke duke what is your armor 54 you will see the swarm begin dive bombing towards you and with your military reflexes and absolutely astonishing skills you are able to duck below as it kind of like crashes through the window and you can see as it like begins swirling within there you see they're moving with such a speed that it actually begins like sucking oxygen from that remaining like from that remaining fire and actually like putting it out that's gonna bring us to watson what you doing what i am not sure how to go about this <laughs> um the, the swarm's still like around duke right so yes it's like it's a very large swarm so like it kind of like popped in that window but there's still like lingering elements that are going to be like floating around dude it's almost moving like one of those like chinese serpent dragons and then second question the way that the flame was moving it was moving out to the honeycomb around the roof right yeah i'm gonna draw my hand welder that i have in hopes to accelerate the burning of the honeycomb on the roof. Yes, just roll me a little combat, a little combat joint. I'll say with advantage though, because you're using equipment that would work for it. Both both are fails. You start firing up the hand welder, and you go, you reach, and you're just not getting the amount of flame that you'd really like out of it you know maybe maybe the gas is just on a bad flow setting or something like that but you're not getting too uh you're not getting too much smoky smoke or flame flame it's going to be the top of the round again so if everybody could roll their speed to see who goes first 26 all right uh tyler what'd you get 27 Uh, okay. Uh, 22. All right. And Chris. Failure at 50. Okay. Well, all of you get to act before the creature does. So, starting off with K. 
okay, what are you gonna do? I'm running. Uh, they mentioned something about, I told you we're all gonna die. It's the bees. And basically just booting it out. Um, not like all the way, all the way gone, right? But like basically to the door, being ready to sprint down the hallway if any come like towards me. Um, I don't have anything to attack them with. Uh, so, I mean, I have a baton. Are but that's you not sprinting do towards the door to the lower labs or are you sprinting towards the door back out? Back out. Got you, exit. got you. All right. That's that. Uh, Becca, you're up. Cool. So I am going to shoot a laser at them. I don't know. Roll combat. Um, A 92 and I have a 49 for combat. I don't know. Uh, no, since you rolled a 92, that is under. No. So. Okay. Um, And then I can take two actions, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, I'm going to see if I can distract them with my holographic dancer thing so i'm gonna project that <laughs> into a corner over there i'll 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 i'll, I'll roll i'll roll an intellect check for them uh after this uh when it comes to their turn tyler you're up i don't know shiny, shiny. yeah that works <laughs> how far away is that security room that we had entered at the beginning because like i it's all on the same level so it would be back out through the door like it would be i think it would take you to get all the way to it it would probably take you you would have to use both your actions but you could totally get to it from here yeah i'm gonna seeing ferris running out it's like oh that is a good idea there's a flamethrower in there and i run to get something that may be a little bit more effective for what we're facing. And then, Chris, what are you doing on your turn? I am pulling another frag grenade from my side, and I'm just looking up at this almost living swarm of bees, and I just... <laughs> ah, pull, and I throw the grenade in the air, <laughs> then I the shotgun and I want to shoot the grenade in the air oh my gosh okay um Jesus. I'll have you roll damage for both of these I guess are you using are you gonna do that with like both your actions like to shoot it in the air or are you gonna pull the pin in? yeah yeah let's just maximize damage let's just do it let's just fuck something up man let's just rock and roll yeah so would you like me to use the fit plus 15 for explosions or no because my weapon specialization will be for my smg if you're doing that i'm gonna have you roll the explode i'm gonna have you roll with like the plus 15 percent for the explosives for the grenade throw and then okay. you're just gonna roll uh with your weapon specialization for the uh for the shot to hit the grenade because it's cool okay Okay. Uh, so for the grenade, I hit. And for the shot, I do not hit. Did you pull the pin on the grenade by chance? Or were you going for a whole action movie moment? Uh, 
You know, I'm I'm a little conflicted because on one hand I am a military professional, but also I'm a little bit of a sociopath, psychopath, and I would say I might not have pulled it in. Okay. Uh, as this grenade flies up and hits the swarm, you see as parts of the swarm almost begin like grabbing onto it and holding the grenade within itself. You kind of get the idea that these these are operating on a higher intelligence level than what you probably expect. Well, fuck. <laughs> that flamethrower sounds very good right now. On their turn, the massive bees begins splitting. So the part that was holding on to the grenade detaches into a smaller cloud as the larger cloud begins pursuing those of you that are going towards the security room. You see as it kind of twists through you guys, kind of going through the door, and begins swarming up in the roof over towards where the camera is. The smaller swarm of bees floats down in front of you, dude. And you hear a ding. We've just oh, killed no. us. Dude oh, just killed no. the two of us. Yeah. These things happen. What are your guys' armor rating? Minus 54. And a frag grenade only does 1d10 damage anyway. Where do oh, armor 30. So. Wait, is our armor rating the base number plus whatever we're wearing? Uh, yes. 37 then, I'm sorry. As this grenade, as you see the pin kind of fall to the floor, you see as this, like, little unit of bees holds together before <laughs> sends a shockwave out as this explosion rips through the room and you guys feel as like pieces of shrapnel and uh as pieces of shrapnel begin hitting you i believe i need a body check you do each take two points of damage as the frag grenade oh, detonates within no. the yeah right right it's, frags are uh not it in this game okay what is your armor rating uh, 35. As the swarm begins piling up on the other side, it's going to swing down and kind of like crash over your body. You could feel it's like the little, the little boop, 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 of like, you could feel them kind of like hitting and they're kind of like dinking off your suit. But after a couple seconds, you start feeling as the stingers begin ripping through the hazmat suit and you're going to take eight points of damage. The people that got hit by the grenade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shouldn't have ran away. Shouldn't have ran away. Uh, top of the round. Can I get everybody's speed? A 16. All right. What'd you get, Tyler? 36. All right. Okay, what'd you get? 
I don't know if this matters, but I got um, a critical failure. I got a 33. How low is your speed? 31. Oh. I got a uh, 48 for a failure. First up is the creature. Oh, man. <laughs> and the large swarm of bees is going to sweep down in a very fluid motion and it's going to use both of its actions to hit you and Watson. Luckily, maybe in the panic of being stung by hundreds of little angry soldiers or, you know, just that fight or flight kicking in, both of you manage to narrowly avoid as this swarm begins trying to pelt down upon you again. Uh, next up, we got Becca. What you doing? I guess I'm gonna try and hit the swarm that tried to kill us. So that's a 38, which is below my combat. Alright. That's a hit! Sweet! And then it's a D100, because it's a laser cutter. Uh, for 46. Alright, you get your laser cutter ready and you fire it up. And maybe it was just a real good first charge kind of moment, but this was a smaller swarm and you're able to kind of cut your way through it to the point that, like, the little, like, remaining few that are, like, terrified begin trying to, like, zip their way back like those begin trying to like zip their way back to the swarm and other ones begin like proceeding up into the honeycomb cool um i'll look over at military man and go you're welcome and start walking over towards the back door to try and get it open while they are still retrieving the flamethrower okay you're up knowing that these are bees but knowing that they're like fairly intelligent and they spoke Right? They, they, they spoke. They did indeed use the vocal cords of those corpses. Bees like to be left alone. I'm just gonna yell, I'm getting out and I'm leaving the planet. Please let me go. Um, and hope something happens. <laughs> uh, what kind of check is this? That's the question. Like, that's the... Personally... I almost feel like it would be a uh, biology check since, um, you know, they're animals. Or a sanity check because you think that was a good idea. What else am I going to do? I'm going to keep running after. <laughs> but what else am I going to do? I have a baton. Straight for the throat, Chris. Okay. Um... <laughs> yeah, give me a give me a xenobiology roll. All right. I like it. Critical success. I got a 22. <laughs> As you kind of like put your hands up and you're like, I, I will leave. I'm done. I'm good. The swarm that was like beginning to kind of barrel towards you eases back. And it doesn't seem to be fixated on you. Okay. Um, I'm running. Uh, I like. I'm not gonna actually like run all the way to the, you know, all the way to the ship or anything. But I'm running 
basically to the security room, but I'll run past, you know, just trying to be like, I'm definitely leaving. And then the moment when Watson comes with the flamethrower and is like killing all of them, I'll be good. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> you have uh, duped, you have duped these creatures. Uh, Tyler, you're up. Am I already at the security outpost? Yep. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pick up the flamethrower and step back out, looking towards this swarm that was chasing Ferris. Mm -hmm. Raise it and say, now this is what I call a fire sale. Roll combat. With, roll combat and roll it with advantage. They're, they're both fails. <laughs> they're both fucking failures. What did you what did you roll? Um, so I got a seventy nine, and I got an eighty one. Those of you in the room see Watson step out, deliver one of the coldest one liners of all time, and then the fire just kind of like begins cutting across the roof, the ceiling, and the swarm almost sees this and begins like diving out of the way and like basically wrapping itself, almost coiling around the flames at points, just to kind of, like, es narrowly escape. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love Watson. Chris, you're up. So I have just been witness to one of our crewmates basically mutiny. And for a second, I consider acting on such mutiny. But then I see our android friend return with a flamethrower. If a gun is point and click and just hope you're pointing in the right direction, a flamethrower is pointing click and hope you're like facing the right cardinal direction it's hard to mess up and then i see them mess up and oh fucking civilians and i'm instead going to turn and start moving deeper into the outpost okay wow we just we just hardcore <laughs> split the party 